Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, June 17th. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis County officials will be reviewing the names of county parks and streets to make sure they honor people who align with the county's values. The announcement from County Executive Sam Page includes statues in parks. It came hours after crews removed a statue of Christopher Columbus in Tower Grove Park in South St. Louis. More on all that in just a bit. Also today, Deborah Krauss will soon become the first female president of Eden Theological Seminary. The sort of historic moment of being the first creates a space to say we're doing it differently. Krauss talks with St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan about the role of the seminary. As we mentioned, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page wants to make sure county roads and parks are named for people who are aligned with county values. Perhaps at the time the streets were named, it was no big deal. But it is a big deal. The symbols that define our community should not be symbols that divide our community. This review will also include statues that might be considered offensive. Page's announcement comes hours after crews yesterday removed a statue of Christopher Columbus from Tower Grove Park in South St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake explains why it was taken down. The Columbus statue has stood at Tower Grove Park's east entrance near South Grand Boulevard for over a century. But the park's board of commissioners authorized its removal after a petition this month gathered over 2,000 signatures. The board said in a statement it decided to remove the statue to ensure an inclusive environment. Maria Hussman lives in St. Louis and is a member of the Anishinaabe Nation. She says the statue symbolized the whitewashing of colonialism. For me, it was a, a statue that um, kind of honored a, a murderer. In recent weeks, Columbus statues in Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Virginia have been pulled down by protesters. The park declined to comment on where the statue will be taken. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. County Executive Page has also announced county offices will be closed Friday in recognition of Juneteenth. The holiday celebrates the official end of slavery in the United States. A new video shows a fluorescent police officer veered his unmarked SUV to hit a fleeing pedestrian. Jermaine Wooten is one of the attorneys representing the victim. He tells Five on Your Side the video should be enough evidence to charge the former detective with first-degree assault and armed criminal action. And you can see it was definitely intentional in terms of him striking our client. The victim was hit June 2nd. Officer Joshua Smith was fired from the department June 10th. St. Charles County Prosecutor Tim Lomar is handling the case. He tells Five on Your Side that he hopes to wrap up the investigation this week. Some nursing homes will soon let families visit residents outside. Missouri health officials are recommending facilities begin allowing visits if no resident has tested positive for the coronavirus in four weeks. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports. The Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services has released recommendations for nursing homes so they can allow people to visit residents outside or open windows if the resident can't leave their bed. State health officials recommend that facilities wait at least 28 days since the last COVID-19 diagnosis to allow visits and that no more than two people visit a resident at a time. 
They also advise nursing homes to make sure visitors wash hands, wear face coverings, and stay at least six feet apart. More than 250 nursing home residents in Missouri have died from COVID-19, according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois' Attorney General has tested positive for COVID-19. Kwame Raoul says he experienced symptoms over the weekend. He was then tested and told he has the coronavirus disease. Reporter Sean Crawford says Raoul is self-isolating. The attorney general says he's working from home and that his symptoms remain mild. He says those who come in contact with him are being notified. He also says services through his office will continue uninterrupted. Raoul is a prostate cancer survivor. He became attorney general last year. Eden Theological Seminary is preparing to appoint its first-ever female president. Deborah Krauss is a longtime faculty member and former dean. Her presidency begins not only in the midst of a pandemic, but as protests against racial injustice continue in St. Louis and throughout the country. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan spoke with Krauss about the role of the seminary in confronting oppression. We are here to interrogate the Christian faith and its legacies for how it has been complicit with sexism, racism, homophobia, heteronormativity, and how these uh, constellation of oppressions and ideologies have been born in the Christian faith. We're here to, to be people who are critical about that, who dismantle that, and who empower the people of God to see their calling Uh, to be about the work of doing that in community. So back in 2014, when Michael Brown was killed by police, you and other religious leaders were very involved in the protests. And we're living in a moment again where, you know, demonstrators are are taking to the streets to protest the death of another unarmed black man at the hands of police. I'm wondering, you know, what do you think the role of the seminary should be in calling more attention to these issues and pushing for change? You know, Eden is a Euro institution. It is predominantly white. And so as a school that has had traditionally, up until a couple of decades ago, an African-American enrollment of anywhere from 5 to 8 percent, and then as we began to change our scholarship and really understand ourselves to be a resource for the black church in St. Louis, our enrollment moved to 25 to 35 percent. As that developed, our eyes were open that our African-American students are coming here to Eden's campus, traversing dozens of municipalities that are predatory on black people. And they were getting pulled over here in Webster. And we were having to found a chapter of the NAACP in response to that. And so we were about that work, but Ferguson focused us. And Ferguson gave our feet the opportunity to move into spaces and make relationships and hear testimony that prioritized in our context in St. Louis the ways in which race and the threat of these systems to black and brown people are embodied here and how the church has largely been silent in calling those systems to account and in mobilizing the people of God. You've talked a lot about um, the importance of taking concrete action, specifically to amplify the voices of people who haven't always had a seat at the table. What does that action look like for you? Religious leadership in this time, I think, 
has the opportunity to enter in these spaces and enter into this dialogue, into this rhetoric, and bring the resources of Christian faith to it. Because for a while, our alumni were looking at us from all around the country and world and saying, oh, look what's happening in Ferguson. But now it's happening in their towns. Now they're into the conversation. Now their bodies are moving into the streets. And uh, for us, uh, as horrible and tragic as these events are, the response of the people to demand change, to demand justice, and the ways in which parts of the church are awakening to see this as a part of our vocation, our Christian baptism, really gives us hope and gives us energy to keep at it. When you become president this summer, you're going to be the first woman ever to hold that position in the school's 170-year history. Do you feel that that brings you know, added pressures or, or expectations? Well, sure. I think gender roles remain fairly well defined. You know, sexism is still a thing. And that has been a part of my career and my vocation. I'm sure I will continue to encounter dimensions of that. What it means to be president at this point, I'm really seeing as an opportunity. The sort of historic moment of being the first creates a space to say, we're doing it differently. <laughs> you know, uh, come at me. That was the next president of Eden Theological Seminary, Deborah Krauss, speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.